You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on Racing Nation and our thanks to South East Queensland Virtual Assistance. Let's have a look at racing in Victoria. We're off to Sandown this weekend. Nine races on the program. And it's the big gold Vobus Day on Saturday. The gold sprint down there. Of course, we've also got that big Victoria, the showdown for the two-year-old's million-dollar race there as well. So a good card of racing. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners. Just the man to do that. It's from thepuntingbaron.com.au. He joins me now. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, really well. Well, it's racing. We sort of moved past the carnival time, and as we were just talking about off-air before, gee, Warrnambool. You're getting excited, wouldn't you? It's yes. Nearly smell it. You can nearly smell it. It's not some, sometimes not some great smells coming out of Waterford <laughs> that carnival. Uh, but yes, no, it's not too far away. Uh, just over two weeks until uh, we make the annual pilgrimage down to the bull. Uh, and a big meeting this Sunday, actually, for people obviously looking to uh, get a bit of pre-bull form in. A uh, big meeting at Terang on Sunday, Terang Cup Day. Really deep program, uh, very good country cup meeting, but a lot of horses from that meeting uh, generally end up running at the bull over the three days. So uh, if you're looking to get a little bit of a head start on your warnable form, I suggest you tune in on Sunday afternoon uh, if you're not watching Hawthorne GWS, which I <laughs> imagine not too many people would be, to be completely honest. Uh, if you're not doing that, uh, definitely tune into that Terrain Cup meeting because it's a... Uh, Big meeting on Sunday, but uh, yes, first of all, we've got to try and find a few winners at uh, Sandown Lakeside. Yes, yeah, so Sandown Lakeside, so that is the venue that it's this big. It's an interesting day, this one always, isn't it? Because just under the weight scales, the conditions, there's often a few there that you can find that under the weight scale or the race conditions look pitchforked in the old on paper they should win, but as you've sort of seen over the years, that can be a tricky sort of assessment, actually. Yeah, it is. I, I've got to say, it's a day that I find pretty tricky because, uh, like you said, there often does seem horses that just look so well handicapped under the set weights and penalties and they look very well placed, but sometimes it doesn't always go to scripts. Uh, I think race one's probably a classic example of that. You've got El Patroness who took on Dubai on a Animo and <laughs> Moonga last Saturday and uh, she gets in with... Uh, Three kilos above the limit uh, against some pretty, yeah, pretty ordinary time. Not ordinary times, that's a bit disrespectful, but some uh, galloping. Not animos. Yeah, not animos and two by honours. But El Patroness hasn't won for a while at the same time and um, comes up against an airborne Bel Toro who won the Aubrey Cup. So that, yeah, the two of those look like they'll fight the race out, but stranger things have happened. I think Cliff's Edge is one that comes to mind. One year, he looked right. absolutely thrown mm. in and got uh, got picked as a short price favourite. Uh, so interesting day. There's not too many of those real shorties. Actually, quite a lot of the races look fairly even uh, and quite big fields. Uh, sometimes on these days, you do get some small fields simply for the fact that there are those horses that look to have uh, such a stranglehold on the race. Uh, so interesting day, but yeah, definitely a few deep betting races uh, where hopefully we can find a little bit of value. Track-wise, conditions, weather-wise, what are you anticipating or what have you done the form on for uh, the tips we talk about today? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those iffy forecasts because we've had rain earlier in the week, which has push, pushed it into the soft range as we speak now. It's a soft six. It's pretty clear and dry today, and then there's rain forecast tomorrow, quite a fair bit of rain, but it's 
likely to potentially not come until the afternoon. So a little bit of a guessing game. I think the track will definitely be in the soft range, um, probably looking at a soft... Could potentially improve to a soft five. Uh, and then it just depends when that rain hits. Uh, so it's a little bit of a sit and watch in that regard. Um, rail out seven metres, this lakeside track's been getting through a mountain of work. We certainly see them seeing them at lakeside start to use those middle parts of the track mm-hmm. a little bit more. And I don't think that will be any different on Saturday, particularly if the rain does come through the meeting. All right. We'll have to look at the track-wise, conditions-wise. Now, you can subscribe to Shane. Service uh, for all of the selections across, so not only this meeting but anywhere else across Australia. We'll tell you how you can do that at the end of the segment. We've picked out a few races here to preview for you on the program races two, five, and nine. So let's have a look at those, shall we? Race two Flying Artie at Blue Gum Vobus Gold Distaff. This one's over 1400 metres. Yeah, and a good competitive race uh, to, kick the betting, to kick the betting off here. Uh, Mega Me is. If you go back through her recent 1,400-metre form, it's pretty good. Uh, she Two starts ago, she won at Cranbourne. Uh, a couple of runs before that, she was running second to Pride of Jenny. We've seen that mare be really competitive in some big races up in Sydney. She won a good race on finals day over 1,400 metres at Flemington uh, back in the winter last year. Uh, all her 1,400-metre runs in recent times have just been excellent. I uh, thought her first up run behind Veron Scova was very good at Flemington. If you watch the replay of that, she was really starting to warm into her work late. Uh, she got through the line nicely. She's got a super second up record. Uh, her record here at Sandown's good. Her soft track record's really good. Uh, kind of just almost come back to her a little bit by default here. I thought she'd get a nice little run just off the speed. Uh, she's had that run under her belt. Uh, she gets in well under the weight conditions here. Uh, she's the highest rated horse in the race, but she's only two kilos above the limit. And, uh, some of those horses are giving her you know, 18, 20 handicap points in ratings, uh, and she's only carrying two kilos more than them. So I think she's well placed. I think she, she can get into a three wide with cover trail in the run. Uh, she'll be strong at the end of 1400 and hard to hold out. Uh, saving on number eight, Mill Tider. We're going to have something on her at Bendigo. They scratch from the wide draw. Uh, she's got a really good record as well at 1,400 metres. Uh, she handles soft ground. Uh, she's got a good record here as well as well at Sandown. Uh, from gate one for Dean Yendel, she should roll forward. Uh, around the $20 mark, uh, she can run well. Just with her, she is down to run at Tarang on Sunday in a, probably a little bit of an easier race. So if she does go to Tarang, uh, then I'd probably be looking at promoting Star of Chaos if the track isn't too wet, uh, Star of Chaos might be able to get an easy lead. But uh, pretty keen on Mega Mia. Uh, we'll save on Mill Tider if she comes here. If not, we'll be saving on Star of Chaos. All right, that's your thoughts there to race number two. Let's go down to race five on the program. It is the Avenel Equine Hospital Vomus Sires Guineas. This one is over the mile for the three-year-olds. Yeah, we had a... Day at Bendigo a few weeks ago it was a bit of a Nelly day. We had a couple of horses that double figure odds that uh, we still had a good day, but it would have uh, made it a, a really big day if a few of these got up. And one of those was running by, uh, who hit the line really strongly in the Bendigo Guineas one by waltz on by. Looks as if she's looking for the mile, but gee, she come up very, very short here. Uh, she's 
you know, she was double figure odds at, uh, in the Bendigo Guineas. Uh, she's come up around the 2.30 mark here. Looks a little bit short for mine. I thought uh, we could probably, there was probably a little bit of value around her, particularly uh, with the toppy King's Consort. A couple of his recent runs, uh, well, both his runs at the mile have been very good, including his most recent run where he finished third uh, at Caulfield in the Sandown Guineas behind See You in Heaven and the Fortune Teller. That form reads pretty well. We saw the Fortune Teller go up to Sydney a couple of weeks ago and get the job done. Uh, his recent run in the Magic Millions Guineas on the Gold Coast was very good. He's been given a jump out and a trial since then where he's performed quite well. Uh, handle soft ground. Fit for wide draw probably won't be too much of an issue by this stage of the day. Uh, and again, under the conditions of this race, he looks pretty well suited uh, as the highest rater at the level weight. So I think he can run well, King's Consort. Around the $6 mark, this looks probably one of the more winnable races he's been in for some time. So I think he'll run well. Uh, the other horse I'm going to have something on is Toronto Terrier. Now, this horse was very impressive winning first up at Packen, and that was a dominant win. I was a little sceptical on how short he was at the Valley, given he was going from 1,200 straight to 1,600 second up. He was there to win the race. He was caught a little bit wide early. He did a bit of work in the run, just cut down late by a couple that were fitter than him. I think that run will top him off ideally now that he's had the run over the mile. Third up here, draws gate two to get a lovely running behind the speed for Jai McNeil. Uh, that first up run was really impressive. Uh, and I just think the setup for him here with the grounding now of that second up run over the mile should have him with a bit more improvement than a couple of horses that beat him home there at the Valley, and I think he can turn the tables on those from the good draw. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been with running by both runs this campaign at good odds, and she, she's run well without winning, so uh, it does hurt me to jump off a bit here, but I just think she's she's been priced far too short, and uh, as a result, I think there's a little bit of value with number one, King's Consort, and number four, Toronto Terrier, two-bet play. All right, so two bet play one and four there to the fifth. Let's go down the page. Lucky last on the program is race number nine. ANZ Bloodstock News Handicap, 1,400 metres. Big field to go around here on the lucky last. Yeah, I think you'll, uh, you'll probably get a bit of value if you find the winner of this race here in the last. Uh, at the moment, no scratchings. I'm hoping there's one, and if the first emergency, Daniel Starr, can get into the field. I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, he looks like he's just going to get a pretty soft time of it up in front for mine. Uh, the only other horse likely to lead in the race is my boy Birmingham, and I'm actually thinking it might be the one that could come out. Draws wide, not at home on wet grounds. Could be a bit wet by this stage of the day. Uh, Daniel Starr's been really good in three runs back, was good first up at Sandown then was a dominant winner at Packenham and then very good down the straight at Flemington when probably not in the right part of the track. I think he's better suited here around the bend. I don't think the uh, rising trip's going to be any concern for him. I think over over that trip, he can really control things out in front from the middle draw for Ben Allen. I think if he gets into the field, he's the one they're going to have to run down. I'm keen to be with him around that $9 mark. Couple to save on. Uh, Al Rocco just had no luck in the race one by not an option last start. We think. Cardinal Gem come out of that race and win impressively last week. Uh, he's a pretty good horse on his day. Oh, Rocco, again, the wet conditions certainly won't be an issue. If the rain comes by this stage of the day, uh, from that middle to wide draw, he shouldn't encounter the traffic problem he did last week. He should run well. Um, the other one at double-figure odds down from Sydney is number 13, Ton of Grit. Uh, 
He didn't have the best of luck there uh, first up at Rose Hill behind Tamerlane. He got uh, cut out of a run halfway down the straight. Um, we've seen horses really in both states that have switched horses. We've seen horses go from Melbourne to Sydney and perform really well, and horses from Sydney to Melbourne perform really well in the last couple of months. But in his form around the likes of Jimmy the Bear and Cardinal Gem last preparation, uh, he ran in a Silver Eagle first up last preparation. So this is a race that's probably one of the easiest he's contested for some time. He draws a nice gate for Joe McNeil. Uh, second up, uh, rising to this trip, which he's performed well over in the past. Uh, I thought he was over the odds around the 15 to $20 mark. Uh, I think he's going to run pretty well here. So a bit of value to finish the day on. Hoping Daniel Starr gets the run. Think if he does, he'll be hard to run down. Uh, but definitely want to have something on El Rocco and ton of grit as well. Okay, so recapping, it's race two, number one, Mega Mia. Uh, we can save there on the eight, Mill Tider, but again, there's a question mark on whether Mill Tider goes to Terang on the Sunday. So if Mill Tider comes out, certainly want to elevate the five there, which is Star of Chaos, also is a saving bet. In race five, a two-bet play, one, King's Consort, and four, Toronto Terrier. Race nine, again, we're just relying on the scratchings to work our way. Number 17, Danu Star is the on-topper. But certainly want to have savers on 5L Rocco and 13 Tonne Grit. Is that correct? Have I summed that up well or correctly? Summed that up perfectly, mate. Perfectly. I sort of downgraded perfectly. myself when I said well to Bang if I summed on. it up. Uh, <laughs> what's the best? Uh, I think we'll get it early. Uh, we'll make the best race to number one, Mega Mare. She's a smart mare. It's a good setup for her 1400 Lakeside Soft Track. Uh, I think she's the one to beat. We'll make her the best race to number one, Mega Mare. So Mega Mia, the best bet, race two, number one, as I said, on a big card there from Sandown. Now, uh, puntingbaron.com.au, the place to go. Now, good week last week. Your patience explosive, Jack. You had to have a lot of patience, but gee, it rewarded the followers last week. He did. We've been kind of following him a little bit for a while. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, it really was the last chance to loon, wasn't it, last Saturday? He got, he got out to two miles. He got the soft conditions. Uh, and he had the absolute perfect run in transit. I think I said it about the 800. I don't know if I said it to myself or anyone who was in the house listening at the time, probably to myself. Gee, this bloke's trucking. He just looked like he was travelling, then he kind of wobbled around the turn a bit, but uh, surged late. So, yeah, no, it was a good day up in Sydney, uh, which was lucky because I struck out at Sandown, but, uh, yeah, we're able to find quite a few up in Sydney, a tissue, explosive jack, Tom Kitten, uh, and also the Oaks winner. So it was a good day up in Sydney. So we'll have all that covered on the website as well uh, for tomorrow, um, for Saturday, all-age stakes meeting uh, to round out the carnival at Randwick. It's been a good carnival. We've found quite a few winners uh, up there over the over the last month or so. So looking to finish strongly there. So that'll be alongside this big Vobus meeting at Sandown. That'll all be on the website. And we'll also be covering the Terrain Cup meeting on Sunday. As I said, a big key lead-up meeting for the Bull uh, and a really strong program. Terrain Cup looks a good race. There's a couple of good support races, good sprint race. Uh, so we'll have that. Uh, and obviously, we continue that countdown to the Bull, which is only two weeks away. Uh, we'll have all three days of that magnificent carnival covered. So a great time to jump on board. Uh, go to punningbaron.com.au. Subscriptions start from just $6 a week, or you can sign up for the whole year, which is just $159.95, which worked out to only be about $3 a week. And uh, we had a big had a big three days at Warrnambool last year, so we'll be looking to replicate that again in 2023. Oh, that's big day on the punt, I mean. We did big three days on the punt, not just <laughs> the 
you know, extracurricular activities. I was going to say, that's a given, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, it is, definitely. <laughs> that's, that, that's not Don, though. You don't need a subscription yeah. to understand that. No, definitely not. But if you want winners, subscribe. <laughs> so do that. Jump on to puntingbaron.com.au. Just... You're talking before about explosive. Jack sort of went back and looked through his, his history. Like he does, he's an incredible horse when you think so. He won the. He was the horse, of course. You know that was trying to win four derbies. He won the Taz Derby, won the SA Derby, won the ATC Derby, and then came up to Queensland. And and uh, whilst he wasn't able to win it, he went awfully close. He, he ran. A, he ran a place in the Queensland yeah, Derby. Yeah. 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 But he hasn't uh, won yeah. since then until a Sydney Cup at Group 1 level. So No, and he's, yeah, it's a fair resume, isn't it? But Incredible, he, yeah. Yeah, I was just going back through his form, and he was very good He was very good two starts back in the Canberra Cup, which was on soft ground. And I think that as he's got older, that's clearly been the key with him. He just hasn't been as effective on top of the ground. Uh, but there were definitely, there's definitely been signs this campaign. I thought his early runs on it. Obviously, sounds easy in hindsight, but definitely a first, those first couple of runs, his prep, he was getting through the line nicely, then ran well in the Canberra Cup. It was the, the Tancred run was a bit, oh, no, how, how's he going to turn the tables on some of these? But uh, I think the fact that he got the conditions to suit, and obviously he just stays all day, he was really strong through the line late and uh, was able to run down through Marvel, who nearly caused a massive upset. But, yeah, a couple of runners, uh, like Cleveland, for example, who beating out of sight in the Tancred. Uh, was the it was first complete, complete reversal, wasn't it, on Saturday? Mm. A couple of those European horses did not fire a shot in the mm. Sydney Cup. So, yeah, it's built up a great resume, and I see no reason why they probably wouldn't now embark on a, a Melbourne Cup campaign and hope that they get conditions to, conditions like last year. Uh, no reason yeah. why he wouldn't be in the finish. It was, it was an interesting Sydney Cup, though, wasn't it? Just those first three or four were sort of in their own race and looked to nothing was making any ground. It looked like the 200 to one shot was going to get up. The next minute, Jax just jumped up out of the ground and just yeah, he, went he really two to their, three to their one. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether they were just slowing down or he actually got quicker <laughs> because, uh, you know... They it looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, but I think it might have been a bit more for the others. <laughs> they were really paddling, but yeah, they were coming in at... Uh, Coming in at long intervals, I think I tweeted that uh, Baron Samedia was in the market. Jeez, a punning Baron would have beaten him. I mean, he was beat. He was beaten at the twelve hundred and going in reverse. Uh, but yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day's racing all around, and obviously Jabai on a uh, beating Animo. That was one of the highlights of the day. So it'll be interesting to see now what they do with Animo and if they go over to Europe. It'd be great to see him take, uh, you know, take them on and Wally. Might have his work cut out. As, you know, it's something we didn't get to see with Winks uh, going overseas to take on the world's best. So it'll be good to see how Animo measures up if he does head over to Royal Ascot. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, but uh, time will tell. A bit of water to go under the bridge yet. But yeah, it was a terrific day of racing last week. And we shape up to look again, just generally for a racing fan across the board. But you look at this weekend, we've just talked about the big Bobus day there from, from Sandown, Sydney. Of course, a couple of Group 1s. You start with some listed races in Brisbane and some really good races actually in Brisbane, South Australia, I think it's the Guineas is a listed race there, then you've got a $4 million quokka across at Perth so when you look at right across the country, there's uh, there's some pretty good racing for a for It a is, on, yeah we completely forgot to mention the quokka uh, our girl S4 is over there so hopefully uh, she can find some luck after oh, gee, should have won the Galaxy I think, uh, but yeah hopefully she can have some luck 
over there, and that's a, that's an outstanding race. Uh, Amelia's Jewel, Uncommon James, Kemantari, uh, so um, and Bella Nipatina, who's been heavily backed this week already. So uh, that's drawn together a sensational field. So looking forward to that. And as you said, yeah, those carnivals are starting to ramp up. Adelaide really ramps up in the next couple of weeks, and obviously up your neck of the woods, we start the countdown towards the Stradbroke and all those other big races in Queensland uh, through the winter, which is always a great great time of year to be betting up in Queensland. Yeah, so looking forward to that. So there's plenty to look forward to as a racing fan. As we say, jump on to puntingbaron.com.au. Subscribe today for all of uh, all of the selections there. But that's what we're looking at this weekend. Let's hope we can make a profit with this big meeting from Lakeside. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program and let's hope we've helped the punters find a few winners. Let's hope so, James. Thanks for that, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.